I've definitely seen an inverse relationship between the amount of time I spend on my phone in certain apps and the amount of contentment, therefore the amount of joy in my life. Mm. In other words, the more time I spend on my phone, the more sad I am. <laughs> the less joy you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you think? I mean, I, I that's definitely been the case for me. I mean, it depends on what you're looking at for me. If I see something that is bringing me some inspiration, hope or something right. good happened in somebody's life. Um, it definitely helps produce some joy, I think, in my life. Uh, but then I, you know, quickly go fall into that comparison mode or something right. like that. So I think, I think with it's phones, a double-edged sword for me. Yeah, well, it's like it's like anything, right? It's yeah. a good thing, but go a good thing used the wrong way right. can lead to a, a disorder and it can lead to chaos in that area in our lives. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. All right, so today, Selena, is a big day. Do you know what day this is? This is our one year having done the iPod. The iPod. It, <laughs> oh, man, the podcast. <laughs> it is a big, yeah, we've done it. We've done the podcast for a whole year a as whole of today. Year. And it calls for a celebration. Of our favorite song from the Here office. Here we go. Bring it on. Because we belong. Confetti everywhere. Happy face. Happy face. Anyway, I got to get the copyright for that song. <laughs> hey, if you're if you're not a fan of The Office, you wouldn't. We will not understand that reference. But, but if you are, but if you are, you know that enjoy. was a good day for Michael. It was a good day. It was the day Holly. Uh, he found out that Holly was not engaged mm -hmm. to Andy. No, was that his name? No, not Andy. Oh, sorry. What was it? What, oh what was his name? Not Andy. Nobody Bernard. cares. I thought his name was some AJ. <laughs> AJ. It was AJ. It was an A. I was. I, I, you were close. So speaking of the office, so we're gonna have some fun today, you guys. So bear with us. Uh, but speaking of the office, all right, there is a, a an auction online right now, and I don't know if it's gonna still be going by the time this episode goes live. But there was an auction selling stuff from the set of the office, stuff awesome. actually used by things. So if I have a question for you, all right, if you could have any piece of memorabilia from that the office what oh, what would you have that's what a would big you... question you already know so why don't you answer no i do not know i thought you said the desk well if i could get if i can get dwight's bond villain desk <laughs> the one that's like made out of granite it's not on the site <laughs> but i'd pay a pretty penny for that's that that's awesome i might take that picture that pam did that michael was just like oh this is just the best and like oh, frames office, yeah. it and they end like the whole season you the whole what? thing on it so. i don't actually think that one's for sale it's probably not because it's like an icon for the show here we have we have dwight's keyboard i want a dwight's wolf artwork that i saw but i'm not gonna That's the bids at 850 dollars. people it's <laughs> oh crazy it's crazy <laughs> they're selling uh i saw jim's stanley's um, framed photo of him and his wife terry <laughs> <and> terry <laughs> There's some funny stuff some on like here, people. Kevin's mouse And we are pad. not being endorsed to do this at all. This is something we stumbled across and decided to share because it's hilarious. I mean, there's some and stuff awesome. on here that's just garbage. Yeah, like staplers. Yeah, but there's other stuff. Oh, Angela's cat food and water bowls. <laughs> 300 bucks. <laughs> oh, my. Anyway. Oh, my. Oh, speaking of the office, yeah. So, yeah, we, this is our... <clears throat> this is 
are this marks a year of doing the Fierce Marriage podcast. When we started this thing, members, before mm-hmm. we published our yeah. our book, Fierce Marriage, back in April, we started in October, obviously yeah. this is October, and. I didn't know. Like, I was like, I don't know what we're getting into. I don't want to start something if we can't keep it up. We can't do it. And it just has been such a joy, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's been a joy to do. We've learned so much in the process. I think if we listen to some of our first episodes, we might cringe. Well, the Not audio quality. Much. So well, inside, audio inside scoop here. So I the first, know. I think, two or three episodes we recorded <clears throat> kind of back to back to kind of get them in the in the. In, in the queue and the microphones were backwards did i tell you that <laughs> yes the logo so they looked the same on both sides but they were turned around to where like so it sounded a little more echoey <laughs> anyway so my husband the sound guy i wish i could go back and fix those but there's just no way to <laughs> do it it's okay babe it's just let an it artifact go let of it the go past. just let it go so not only are we a year old but we're actually at a half a million downloads Whoa. yes you guys god has been good thank you so much for being uh listening thank mm-hmm. you for you faithful listeners from day one <clears throat> uh but also the new new folks who have jumped on as of late it's just been so encouraging to to know that these efforts have been fruitful in your life i know they've been fruitful in ours mm-hmm. so thank you for listening yeah um on, so for today's topic uh it's kind of ironic <laughs> yeah the irony <laughs> today's topic we're talking about how your phone affects your marriage part right? two how your phone is hurting your marriage mm-hmm. and it is yeah it's part two of a, of a series we started 12 weeks ago and haven't done since then. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason why... There's lots to talk about, and we needed to finish the books and continue reading the books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot in it. And what honestly, book we're talking about is Tony Reinke's book, um, 12 Ways Your Phone is Changing You. Great book, by the way. Yeah, we weren't asked and to talk about this. And he didn't ask us this. to talk about it. In we fact, just wanted to. I don't think Tony takes podcast interviews anymore, but I'd let, gladly have him on this show if you wanted to, if you know Tony, to jump on. Hook um, us up, friends. But, <laughs> so the thing is, is uh, we didn't want – so the, really you have, to, you have to read the book if you want to get the full thing. So we're just going to reflect, I think, and, mm-hmm. and try to draw lines between what the points that Tony is making or at least some big things that we've taken away from it mm-hmm. and to how that will affect your marriage. Uh, we're going to talk about the day today. We're also going to do – uh, an, or an answer of voicemail we mm-hmm. got from a gal. Yeah, this voicemail is, it, overall it's encouraging, but um, she just kind of shared that she didn't realize, I think marriage can be so hard. Um, you know, sometimes that Mack truck kind of hits you in the first couple of years and you're like, oh, that is really hard. And that's right. okay. That's okay. God God is good and he is big. And so we're going to kind of talk tackle that um, Mack truck hit of hardness <laughs> <Yeah>. of marriage. <laughs> yeah. And then we're going to answer um, a text message actually from a mom of young children um, whose husband works long hours. Um, and they're trying to find a place to be, well, not a place, time and space. To, time and energy to, to, be, and to, to be have intimate. a healthy, intimate life. Yeah, to have sex. So we're going to tackle that as well. So we are. Before we do exce- that, oh. we want to again. We want to encourage you. We have to do housekeeping. We always got to. You got to keep a tidy house. You got mad at me yesterday me. for that. You're telling me. <laughs> Apparently, I never pick anything up ever. Uh, are we going there again? To the dawn of time, I have never cleaned up anything. <laughs> <laughs> He's so literal. <laughs> but you pay for it because I say flipping things and then it stews in you all day. Yeah, so and I'm and like, I'm, I don't remember saying any of that. Oh well. <laughs> you're angry and you're like, you never do this. And I'm like, never. <laughs> Since the dawn of time, I have never, I always, But he stews all day, and for some reason, I've been able to compartmentalize a lot better. I think it's having young kids. You just well, kind of have to. Waffle brain. That's what they call that. So, I like waffles. <laughs> Leslie Nope over here. So, yeah, it, housekeeping is this. Uh, we always have to ask because it, 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 it matters. If you are enjoying this podcast, 
Uh, we'd love you to, if you could, li- rate, <laughs> super articulate. You're laughing. You're just watching this train wreck <laughs> unfold in front of your very eyes. Uh, if you could leave a rating or a review on iTunes, that would mean a lot. Whatever you think this podcast deserves. Be creative, people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, yeah, be creative. Either pick the, you know, it was No, five on, on your five stars, be creative in how you review. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But there was one that was like, I'd love to take these two out to coffee. And I was like, that's really sweet. Yeah. I like that. Speaking of coffee, all right. Okay. If you want to take us out to coffee, proverbially, uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash fierce marriage. <laughs> you can become a partner. And what that means is we, I'm not kidding now. <laughs> nice. <segue. laughs> we have, we have, we do have people that the lovely group of people that are, there are Patreon patrons and they are basically financially committing themselves to give $2 a month, $3 a month, $50,000. So, there's there's, a, there's a couple on there that gets $50 a month. That's a lot. And you know what, you guys, that matters to us yes. because we, we want to move this podcast forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we would love to see trans, we want to get all the things trans transcribed, but that's like with all our past yeah. episodes, it's going to be thousands of dollars. Yeah. So that we people that can't listen uh, can actually read. We've had a lot of requests for that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, that's patreon.com slash fierce marriage. And finally, what's the last one? If you have any questions throughout this, you can call in 971-333-1120. And like Selena said, we do have a voicemail today and a text message. So mm-hmm. you can call in, leave a voicemail, or leave a text message. We get those. Mm-hmm. All right. So what what updates do we have real quick? I wanted to share. So we're talking about oh. how your phone affects your life. <laughs> I had a really interesting interaction this, this morning. morning. So <laughs> I'm not the only one that deals with this, by the way, but a lot of people, and you may, listener, you may also ag- agree this happens. You get phone calls from these random numbers all day long. Mm-hmm. And it's not like collections. It's not like uh, you're in trouble, but they'll be like, yeah, the IRS, blah, blah, blah. And it's obviously they're trying to bait you on something, right? Or they'll call and say, this is not a solicitation, but here's what we're asking of you. <laughs> and I, um, I I used to just avoid my phone. Mm-hmm. Any phone call that came through, I screened everything that I didn't, I didn't know who was from. Problem was, I was missing a lot of... Important calls. Important calls. Mm-hmm. Like we had like a really important call one day after the podcast. We had lunch delivered and they called that they were here <laughs> and I didn't know. And they left with our lunch. <laughs> and we, it was through DoorDash. <laughs> So anyway, that's a, that is a small problem, but anyway, so I, I have, I'll make this fast. I, I made it, I made a point to keep and to start answering these calls and actively get taken off their list. And it's actually helped, but I picked it up today and, and this guy answered and he was he clearly in a call center. I could hear all the noise in the background and I was, I was really mad. I'm not a, I'm not an angry person, mm-hmm. but I was just like, you're mad. Take me off your list. Mm-hmm. You have been calling me for months. This is illegal. And he goes, and, and and I don't want you, and he interrupted me and he said, it's not illegal. What are you talking about? It's not illegal. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and he starts arguing with me. He's like, I hate when people use the word illegal. It's, he's like, anything's legal in this world if you want it bad enough. That's what he said to me. <laughs> and I'm saying, I'm going, who are you? And we get in this conversation and he starts, he's like, he's calling me dramatic for using the word illegal. And, <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'm going to report you to the Better Business Bureau. He's like, go right ahead. They can't do anything. <laughs> It's like, it will change nothing. I am not exaggerating. He said this to me. And I was baffled. I was like, this is not the normal response. It's like jamming my computers, my brain. And I was like, you're, you're supposed to be like trying to keep me from being too upset. Right. You're supposed to get me off the phone as fast as possible. And he's like, yeah. He's like, you can get mad. Here, go ahead and record it. Uh, they don't they don't care. They're not going to do anything about it. He's like, our, co- our company pays them $10 million a year to not bug us. I was like, wait, what? I was like, where are you? He goes... 
I'm in Jamaica. <laughs> and, hmm. and then later he said he's in the U.S. Anyway, a long story short, he his candor like immediately broke my like frustration, <laughs> and I was curious. And I started asking him questions like, "Hey, man, are you happy with your life?" <laughs> I'm not kidding. I asked him. <laughs> You're like, just like, this is my husband. Just start uh, making friends. I was like, are you it's happy good. with your life decisions? <laughs> and he's like, well, it's a job. And I was like, are you happy that you get to you know call people and, mm-hmm. and bug them? <clears throat> anyway, come to find out, he's actually in, in India. Mm-hmm. And he he makes $350 a month, mm-hmm. which is plenty for him to live on, he said. But he doesn't like his job. And he's got this university degree in electrical engineering. His name is Riaz. And now I have his email address. And you're going to be and friends. And I'm going to be in fr- I'm going to be friends with him. Uh-huh. I asked him for his email address and he we started talking about like his family. It's it's crazy we talked for like 20 minutes. Anyway. <laughs> Super random. Phone story. Phone stories. Anyway, what's your what's your update? You had a fun morning, didn't you? I did. <laughs> didn't you? Didn't you? Um yeah, I had an interview with um a podcast I don't even know how to say it. What what do you a podcaster? Fellow podcaster? Um Sure. She is on Spiced Wife is what the name of her podcast is. And you were, and she, you were a bit iffy about this. I was a bit iffy, and she knows this. We had a conversation about it because it, um, it's kind of how to stay spicy in the bedroom uh, as a Christian, kind of answering questions about sex and what's okay, what's not, um, how to keep balance in your life, uh, just some things. It's it's a, a few many of her episodes right now are, are about sex and i i don't want to like reduce it down to that but it's about intimacy and sex but she's really drawing on the bible for wisdom and clarity in that and so we got to have a conversation she had done a previous um episode uh about boundaries uh within your marriage and we started she had asked she had seen something on our instagram about i think you posted about boundaries and she was like, this is crazy. I feel like the Lord has just kind of brought us together a little bit. And so we had a conversation today on an episode. We recorded an episode with her um, about boundaries in marriage and what that looks like. Uh, where do we set boundaries? And she, we we talked from everything about, you know, on your phone, social media type boundaries, like interactions there to physical boundaries within, you know, intimacy within your bedroom and all those kinds of things. So it was a really good conversation. I'm really glad to get to know her. And um, kind of got me warmed up. I feel like for talking today. And one of the things we talked about, you said that you, you it was definitely not kind of our standard sort of stream yeah. that we swim in. So we tend to lean more toward. We're listening to a lot of John Piper. We're definitely mm-hmm. reformed in our theology, and not just because it's like Vogue or whatever, but we actually believe this mm-hmm. stuff. And and we go to an Acts twenty nine church, and and we're all about it, mm-hmm. and which is all reformed stuff. And so you know. Tim Keller, all these guys, and then right. there's the other side of the spectrum where we came from, which is uh, more on the word of faith side of it, which I think there's a lot of doctrinal problems in there, if I'm right. just going to be candid. Right. But I think the big stuff, if the big stuff, the big stuff is big, but it's <clears throat> it's more uh, of a central point depending mm-hmm. on your church. And so like when I say the big stuff, I mean, you, you are saved by faith alone, by right. grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. You preach Christ and Him crucified, right. and it's not just about getting something out of and, Him. Yeah, yeah. And so, if those big boulders are in place, right. then you can have conversations around topics right. and around different and and different expressions of faith. Mm-hmm. Because I love when, like, when we got, to, I got to, I used to lead worship at church, and I I led worship with an apostolic church in. Mm-hmm. Uh, in uh, Southern, California. Southern California, and they were it was Mexican, a, a, a true Mexican. They spoke Spanish, 
and it was a five hour church service <laughs> and it wasn't even done yet but these people love jesus yeah. and they want yeah. to see him made great <clears throat> yeah and so and today I didn't, I didn't understand a word this morning um, was <laughs> was kind of um not like you said not with our within our regular like kind of reformed flow but we definitely i felt like it was another sister in christ for sure and we were just talking it. about all kinds of boundaries and jesus and identity and it was really good. She, I had a, it was a very good experience for me. I hope it was good for her. And um, I'll probably post that in our Fierce Wives group that we have. Yeah. Our closed groups that we have Fierce Wives and Fierce Husbands. I'll post on it in the face- Fierce Husbands group too. I'm on kidding. On Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Spiced Husband. Spiced Husband. No. Anyways. Um, yeah. So diving into our topic today about how is your phone hurting your marriage. Um, we kind of just wanted to talk about what uh what we're what each of us like our big takeaways our big takeaways yes yes um why don't you go ahead because you wanted to yeah yeah so first off if you if you missed it um go back about 12 episodes (laughs) it's going to be titled the same as this episode just with part one yeah uh listen to that because we do kind of intro this topic a little bit more it might round it out a little bit yeah talk about the book and the author and And the reason we took so much time uh between it is because we just we've been on we've been out of town it takes this is one of those topics we want yeah we've been writing we've been answering some other podcast questions through various lots of things interviews and frankly Reading these books messes with you. And yeah. so it's, it's, it's an emotional a, thing. In the best way, it's though. In the best way, yeah. So about it. So the premise of the book, just to give you that recap real fast, is it's called 12 Ways Your Phone is Changing You. It's by Tony Ranke. Tony Ranke is, the I think, the managing editor of DesiringGod.com. He's a senior writer. Senior writer. writer. And he hosts, he hosts the popular Ask Pastor John podcast. Too. Yeah. And he's the author of Lit, A Christian Guide to Reading Books, and okay. Newton on the Christian Life. Okay. Sometimes uh, these are connections. So he knows what he's doing. Hear, yeah. He's a good writer. He's kind of an investigative journalist, I think, at he's heart. A good writer, yes. A very good writer. A lot of data yeah. talked about in this book early a on. A lot of research. A lot of research is brought in. And so <laughs> the whole premise of the book is to look at these, at technology, particularly phones, smartphones, mm-hmm. and put them against the backdrop of the gospel, mm-hmm. against the Christian directive of yeah. you know the great commission yeah. what how are we called to live and who are we called to be as people who follow jesus right. and how do our phones help or hinder that mm-hmm. and so i feel like he does a really good job of balancing between this oh it's horrible just go live off grid right wherever you are i don't think he has an agenda of like phones are bad get rid of all phones he's no. the first one to say that i heard him in an interview he's mm-hmm. like this is there are people that maybe should get rid of their their smartphones that don't and then there's people that probably do get rid of them and probably shouldn't you know like uh-huh. there's he comes from that sort of opinion. yeah and that's and that's what i really appreciate about <laughs> it is it's not this radical um impractical yeah. look it's yes. it's very practical in that he knows that it's it's the way life is mm-hmm. and so for me okay i'll get into my major takeaway of late and i'm 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 not fully done with it yet to be honest but i've I'm, I'm been in this chapter for the last few days um we become like what we like is what the chapter's called. Mm. And it's basically, he's looking at how our phones inform who we are as people. Mm-hmm. And when I started, when we, when we first started, we said, yeah, there's definitely a correlation between uh, an inverse correlation mm-hmm. between how much time I spend on my phone and how content I am. Mm-hmm. So I don't spend actually a lot of time on, on Instagram personally, right? Because it messes with my heart mm-hmm. because I see what other people are up to. And I, you know, it, and I'm jealous. I think that I'm not living a life as a, as 
you know, extravagantly as them or as actively as them. Um, and there's all sorts of reasons for that. Like the platform lends itself to, to making much of your best moments. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I, and so I've just been thinking long and hard about how it is changing my, my, the makeup of me as a person and as a man and as a husband, because mm -hmm. what, because honestly, so if I say, say one night I'm off the rails and I start, I'm on Instagram, I'm going down this rabbit hole and I start looking at all this different stuff that is tailored to my interests. Right. It's not like you're looking at something horrible. You're looking at something that they're good, they're things, good things, right? The people working out, they're people traveling, there's right. funny stuff. Yeah. I, I spent, <laughs> I spent an inordinate amount of time on this one just account. Real. Just being real. It's called Scorpion Masters, I think. <laughs> and what it is, is if you know what a scorpion is, it's when somebody falls on their face and oh, their yeah. legs like wrap up over the yeah. back. <laughs> and it's nothing but that. <laughs> oh, gosh. And it's, it's cringeworthy for yeah. sure. There's, I mean, if you're a sensitive person. Uh, anyway, you can go down these rabbit holes. <laughs> Don't go there if you're easily made nauseous because there's yeah. a lot of really, not gore or anything like that, but it's just, it's just spills Stomach that look turning. like they really hurt. Yeah. Um, anyway, it, it doesn't, I'll wake up the next morning. I'm a different person. I'm irritated. I'm not content in Christ. Mm. I'm not focused on him. So I want to stop here and bring in scripture because scripture is where we need to be grounded. Mm -hmm. And so we want to go to Colossians three. This verse actually came to mind and in my own heart in the last week, I've been really meditating on this. And a lot of times I'll take a, a chunk of scripture and I'll, I'll, I'll work on it for like two mm -hmm. weeks in my own heart, I try to memorize it. And this is the one. Uh, since then, this is Colossians three, one through four. Since then you've been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things for you died. And your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When God, who is your life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. When Christ, who is your life appears, you'll also appear with him in glory. So I have that in my journal, just with the title with Christ. So we are, we have been you know, uh, was it Galatians 2.20? I've been crucified mm -hmm. with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live, I live by faith in the Son of God who gave himself and mm -hmm. died for me. So we are with Christ. We are crucified with Christ. We are raised with Christ. We are um, setting our minds on things above with him where he is, and we will. We are hidden with Christ mm -hmm. in God. All these things like with him. And so I think for me, mm -hmm. the phone is more often than not a a thing that pulls me away from Christ. I'm mm -hmm. not, it doesn't drive me closer to him. Even in, with the Bible app, I have these great apps. Mm -hmm. I have a, a app called fighter verse, which is a verse memorization app. Mm -hmm. It's a great app, but something happens in my heart. When I look at my phone, it changes mm -hmm. who I am. And I inevitably get distracted. So mm -hmm. that's been my big takeaway <clears throat> from it. Well, distracted and then falling into comparison and falling into those right. traps that you don't see essentially why they're called traps, but yeah, well, it's it, not it. Uh, so what I was going with that verse is it actually sets my heart on things that are below and not things mm -hmm. that are above. So mm -hmm. when I'm on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, I immediately think how inadequate I am mm -hmm. and how, how much I need to measure up based on man's standards. And I'm looking to everything that's down below and not what's above. Yeah. If you go back to that verse real quick, I was just seeing, you know, verse 10, I mean, even if just that whole chapter is just mm -hmm. so good, but starting verse, you know, the five through 10, it's like put to death, whatever belongs to your mm -hmm. earthly nature. Um, <clears throat> and it's verse seven, you used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, you know, verse, but verse eight, rid yourself of these things. And I'm skipping over some stuff. Do not lie to each other. And 
because you're you've taken off your old self which is the end of verse 9 and in verse 10 it says and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge and the image wow. of its creator so being on your phone essentially if what you're saying is is not helping you put on your new self in Christ. It's continually. Me, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's true in a lot of ways for many of us. The ironic thing for us, too, is that f- you may have heard about Fierce Married, right? Through Instagram, through Facebook, through right. some uh, medium of, of that is found on your phone. And that's okay. Yeah. I, I love what you read right here. It says in verse 10. So it's we'll Colossians 3.10. Yeah. And have put and have put on the you, you have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Mm-hmm. So, the more I look at my phone, the more I am forgetting mm-hmm. that I'm made in the image of God, right. and that I don't have to measure up. Mm-hmm. You're already complete. I'm already, yeah, you're yeah, already I'm being like, renewed in the knowledge of Jesus. Right. right. That's second, the more you that's second, you are knowing Christ. Yeah. The more you're able to live out of that knowledge and how that yeah. knowing him is transforming you and things that aren't helping you know him are essentially right. pulling you back into what you've, what's been crucified with Christ. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Second, in second Peter chapter one, we talked about it last week, how uh, we add to our knowledge, mm. faith, mm-hmm. we add to our faith, self-control. <laughs> I love that. Our pastor, he read that. He's like, here, let me just give you like, I think it was two Peter chapter one. He's like, just highlight the whole chapter. <laughs> Yeah, just go ahead and, and I was the like, "That's funny." And as I'm reading through, I was like, "Oh, I just highlighted the whole chapter, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like literally." Yeah, it was great. And, and so, I, finally, on that point, I want to talk about this verse five in Colossians three five. It's put to death. So that's an active, mm. that's an action that I need to do. Mm-hmm. I need to put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature: mm. sexual immorality, impurity, lust. Okay, those those three things alone are <laughs> enough reason to get rid of your smartphone. If that's right. if that's you know. And every guy that I know has dealt with that. Yep. And I know for me, it's a thing I have to constantly be on, like on high alert yeah. constantly. So <clears throat> I, luckily Instagram is not a p- portal for that for me. I don't go to those accounts. I know to stay away, mm-hmm. even the even fitness stuff gets really sketchy really fast. Mm-hmm. So I even stay away from that. Um, put away your evil desires and greed, which is idolatry. So evil desires, I think is more and greed and idolatry, which is another word of saying like, elevating anything to the mm. place that God should be in, in your mm-hmm. life. Right. And, and God should be the one who affirms <clears throat> me. He should be the one who gives me identity. He should be the one who, uh, who is giving me purpose and giving, mm-hmm. and giving me, um, what, uh, life drive and drive and fuel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, so that's good. kind of my big takeaway. And, uh, I could talk about it. I well, and you, there was one sort of thing also that you said that it all, not that it, um, you said it really affects you. And and your development and how you um, right. operate and go move and like interact, right? Oh, it yeah. changes your your yes. soul. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> it does. To and, sound and too deep, but what I wanted to finish, and I do want to hear your major takeaway, Sal. But uh, it does it, it it affects how I identify with uh, like our platform, and yeah. so for for a big. Um, the, one of the big negatives for me is I, I end up, I compare so mm-hmm. much. Right. And so I, I try, I start, tr- start trying to find my worth in us versus them. Right. Mm-hmm. And if I need a boost and I'll go to somebody I know is lesser or, or, mm-hmm. you know, has less mm-hmm. metrics than us if I need, and by inevitably will, it's a two edged sword. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the, I wanted to read a few quotes from this and he t- talks about this campaign. This um, is in the book. Yeah, the 12 the ways book. your phone is changing. Um, you. 
So, and for these, uh, talking about celebrities and athletes and how they use emulation as a big way to sell goods, right? Mm -hmm. So Michael Jordan, the be like Mike, like Mm -hmm. Mike, if I could be like Mike, remember that, Mm -hmm. that, that was that whole Mm -hmm. campaign is like, if we can get these kids to idolize him, Mm -hmm. they'll want to be like him. They'll buy whatever he tells them to buy. Mm -hmm. And, um, Mm. anyway, he said, uh, to behold majesty, this is a quote from the book to behold majesty is a phenomenon that begins to chip and sculpt the contours of our identity. Um, the desire to imitate the glory we see in others is one of the most obvious and most profound psychological realities of advertising targets. We crave acceptance and we are always becoming like what we admire. So in whose identity will I find my home? Hmm. He's asking that question. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And so we want to, what did he say? To behold majesty. Hmm. We, we want to behold majesty. Whose be- majesty are we beholding? Yeah. We are we worship, worshiping the creator or yeah. the created, the creation, yeah. us, or are we worship, worshiping him? Yeah. And so our conviction, and I just want to, this is a little sidebar with fierce marriage is we, you won't see us share a lot of our own personal lives. Right. And I think that's partly our personalities. Mm-hmm. I just, we have so much going on on the internet. I don't want to, I don't want to have to post <laughs> sure, one more thing, yeah. but I also, I'm very sensitive to this, the tendency for platforms like ours to to thrive on basically cultivating jealousy among the people who follow you. And it's not, it might be a low grade jealousy, mm-hmm. but it's like this admiration. It's beholding, behold my majesty, behold our majesty as a family. Look at the things that we're doing. And then when, when we offer you a good or a service, then you are more likely to mm. come to us to give up. And this, not many platforms are, are like really devious in this, but mm-hmm. we do it subtly. And so, Part of this book that Tony talks about, as creators online, mm-hmm. we have a certain responsibility to do things in a way mm-hmm. that will will edify the body of Christ. My goal in always posting mm-hmm. is to is, is fourfold. We want to edify the body. We mm-hmm. want to encourage others. Mm-hmm. We want to embolden you, mm-hmm. and we want to equip you as as believers. So I know if you see one of our like on Instagram. You see one of our images with a with a caption and the quote mm-hmm. over the top of it. I'm banking on the fact that that's not going to cultivate anything in you but worship of Jesus yeah. and thinking about him and being emboldened and mm-hmm. how you serve him. Yep, which is why it takes so much time for us to do those things. And one tangent, this is... I mean, this is one of the biggest reasons why we chose Patreon and we try to keep our platform pure of having to do ads yeah. or to promote any sort of products or anything because... We don't want any distractions from Christ in a lot of ways. And I'm not trying to sound harsh or condemning. Um, This is just our hearts and our our motivation of we're trying to live intentionally and purely Mm. for out of the gospel and for God. And part of that is eliminating anything that would come in between that. And Mm. for us, we don't want to have to have ads. We don't want to have to promote products. We want to just be able to share what God's taught us purely and, and share the gospel and resources and be a resource, you know, for marriages today, for Christ, be ambassadors, be those image bearers so that people, all of our stuff is just arrows to Christ, arrows to Christ every day, all the the time. That's the hope. That's the hope. And we do fall short sometimes. Well, to be honest, it, it, it would be really easy to go off the rails because people that we talk to in in the industry who are Mm -hmm. writers and stuff, they're Mm -hmm. saying, Oh, don't you want to like make more money? If you, if you want to make more money, do this, like Mm -hmm. cultivate this type of audience. Sponsorships and and that kind of thing. It's really, I have to go back to, to this Colossians 
chapter and say, keep your mind on things right. that are above, right. not that are below, and that I am not doing this for right. any reason other than for the glory of God, ideally. Right. I'm imperfect, so right. obviously my motives we are fall not, short and we, we fall short. And that's where but, just think, things like community and being known by people where we're right. able to be called out on things and we're able to kind of get those motivations um, purified, I guess. So to bring, ways. to bring it back around into the whole phone conversation is that my phone is a portal to every one yeah. of these like pitfalls. <laughs> right. And so I've knowing and seeing this, uh, this correlation, I've realized that I need to put this thing down yeah. as much as I possibly can. <clears throat> we'll get into some tangible ways that you can, um, that you can keep your phone at, at a, like a arm's distance, mm-hmm. um, uh, both literally and figuratively. Right. Um, but yeah, so uh, what what's your big There's kind of there's kind of two things that I've taken away from this. Um you know, it's uh he says this is I'm trying to there's so much just highlighted and everything, but one of the one of the sorry, one of the ideas is that the we get so familiar and there's this sort of way that we communicate online. And that begins to permeate. It's mm. he doesn't say this. He quotes a professor of theological program that says this is how we start communicating face to face. So our online modes of communication turn into our face to face interaction and communication, which is not healthy, right? There, wow. We yeah. interact different. Think about how you interact online, even through text. Um, I find myself falling into being extra lovey-dovey, happy, excited yeah. when maybe I'm not face-to-face if we were to have that conversation. Um, so for me, that's that's been a huge thing of just wanting to be honest and live transparently through and through, even in my comments and how I interact online and how my phone um, doesn't always <laughs> promote that kind of real behavior, right? The, just the whole medium of of being online. Sorry, I'm talking and bumping things with my hands. Um, the whole online medium, uh, doesn't facilitate the, the value that there is to be had in face to face interaction and relationships. And so I don't want my communication to diminish, uh, between my husband, you know, or my kids because I'm talking, um, more surfacey and more superficial, so to speak. So, uh, just an illustration on that. I was meeting with Kyle. Mm-hmm. He's an elder at our church last week, and he was talking about. Um, he was the youth pastor, for lack of a better term, at our church for a number of years. I think he still is. Uh, we have a very meager youth group. <laughs> we don't, we don't really do much more other than Sunday mornings. Anyway, he uh, he. That's not to say there's not a lot of kids. There's kids. They're just they're young. <laughs> anyway, he said that he was trying to minister to this kid who was really struggling. And he, he would call him and he'd call him and he'd say, Hey, you know, John, I want to talk to you, man. I want to get to know you. I want to, you know, let's, let's hang out. Let's talk about what's going on in your heart and in your mind. And after all these different phone calls, John finally texted him and said, I don't talk. I text. You can text me. I'm not going to pick up the phone. Mm. And in fact, the one, and so Kyle was just so grieved by that because the one thing this kid needs, which is human connection, true relationship is the one thing that he will not, he can't tolerate. Which that actually leads into my second point that really just kind of hit home for me is building, he he talks about building face-to-face trust. So it's in this chapter of we get lonely um, and, and how kids, especially kids, you know, they're not able to have 
they don't know how to have face-to-face conversations. They don't know how to look somebody in the eye and talk to them. Um, Francis Chan told him, he said in this book, this is a quote by Francis, we are raising soldiers, we're raising missionaries. Our job is to get these kids to where they can get into the world and start conversations with people and bring the light of Jesus and the message of the gospel to them. Eye-to-eye authenticity is, this is the end end of the quote before this, and then it's just uh, Tony saying, eye-to-eye authenticity is the key to empathy, humility, and trust in our relationships, and these are skills we all need. Yeah. Um, and part of, and, and <laughs> that goes with that first point, I guess. The second point that I'm trying to make is that he talks about protecting alone time. Mm. So, so many times, how many times do we pick up our phone just because we're, you know, we're bored. We want to see what's going on. We don't want to be left out. We want to be entertained. Um, we are avoiding like responsibility or hardships. There's just all these reasons why we may pick up our phone in the morning. Right. And that's, this is kind of where that conversation is happening. I have honestly don't keep my phone. Well, I do right now. I need to get an, a, just an old school alarm clock because my phone is my alarm clock. But um, he goes, there's lots of studies that talk about, and, and he talks about it, about how even just the vicinity of your phone being close to you and how that changes you yeah. and how your sleep patterns are affected. But I don't keep my, I try not to, I don't look at my phone in the morning anymore. I never have. I do because it's an alarm and I got to get up and do stuff. But I, it is that's all it is, and I've mentally been able to tackle that and been okay with that. I don't get on social media. I don't answer texts. I don't do anything I'm but complete turn opposite. my alarm I'm off. The right. Opposite. Well, yeah, but it's a struggle, right? And we we check our phones, you know, for <laughs> more noble ends. But he's what Tony is saying is like the real. He says he quotes. He says the real danger with Facebook is not that it allows us to isolate ourselves, but that we, but that. By mixing our appetite for isolation with our vanity, it threatens to alter the very nature of solitude. Ooh, yeah. And so he's like, isolation plus feeding on vanity equals soul starving loneliness. Oh my gosh. But isolation plus communion with God equals soul. My brain's exploding right now. Isolation plus communion with God equals soul feeding solitude. So, bottom line, he says, technology bends us in a centripetal direction, pulling us towards a central habit habitat of loneliness and filling our lives with habits that benefit the stakeholders who seek to monetize our attention. Oh my word! I yeah, know it's just mind blowing. So, so the mixture of the phones, like the the technology itself, mm-hmm. and the 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 apps that use the technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything's designed to keep your attention. And mm-hmm. what you were saying, I think this is what the, the second part of your point is that it fills in every spare moment it of can. our lives. Absolutely. It can if we let it. Right. And what that does is that robs us of actual human emotion and thinking and being bored mm-hmm. and being, uh, letting your mind wander and, right. and letting pain really run its yeah, course. Yeah, he said it affects how we grieve because. I mean, how many of us are so scrolling through Facebook and you see some sort of disaster mm-hmm. and you say, oh, that's sad. And then the next thing is, oh, I got a new car. Like, you know what I mean? There's just this. It's like you're so, it's like you never, it's as if you're constantly it's snacking num- on a buffet of yeah. Skittles. It's numbing and your you're senses. never actually experiencing hunger, therefore never experiencing, right. experiencing true uh, like satisfaction. Well, and it, that was another thing he talked about of, you know, when we are trying to avoid like hardships. Maybe we're having some health issues. We're having marital issues. So we get on our phone because we want to avoid these things when Christ is like calling Mm. us in the middle of those hardships, right? He is like wanting to meet us desperately in those hard times. And we're over here being distracted. Like Mm -hmm. I'm talking to myself, you know, so it's the whole and but we have to bring it around because we are a we are a marriage ministry online, right? Mm-hmm. That's what fierce marriage is. Our hope is that, yeah, that someone would, my hope is that someone would see or hear something we put out there and it would, 
it would they'd be like, okay, I'm going to go talk about this mm-hmm. offline mm-hmm. or think about it or journal right. about it or I'm going to go just read my Bible. Right. We're but, not here. Fierce marriage is not here to be to re- reproduce or replace the church, the local church. We're mm-hmm. not here to replace yep. counseling, like Christian professional counseling. We're not here. Or pastoral care. Pastor, yes. We are here yeah. to be a resource and to help equip the local church to point marriages to Christ, to be able to promote you having conversations face-to-face with other people. And right. yes, we're online and we try to maintain that balance of sharing, but it's honestly, again, it's arrows pointing to Christ, pointing to you interacting with people, real people, yeah. face-to-face in real time. And that's why when we say we're our mission, so here's our mission statement, is to point couples to Christ and to commission marriages for the gospel. And that's mm-hmm. what Selena's saying, is that we, we hope that it will, uh, if you feel any sort of like... Uh, need to act on it, it would be to go deeper into Christian community, mm-hmm. to be commissioned and to be known and to know others mm. in a way that that builds them up and edifies the body of Christ and, and eventually brings more people to know him. Yeah. Uh, I want to use one quick illustration yeah. on what you're saying about how it fills in the gaps. And it, it, if, if we let our phone, it will rob us of real human experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100% agree. In fact, last night we were at community group the the kids were all upstairs mm-hmm. they were playing you remember this and della she's our four and a half year old mm. she she loves going to our friend jake and jess's house because mm-hmm. she's great friends with their daughters and and their son and they have amazing toys that she gets <laughs> to play with and their room is amazing yeah and they just she has so much fun all the time when they, and she always wants to go there and play with them yeah and but they they uh jake had put on a movie yeah. a cartoon and della was so disappointed that she had missed out, that right. she had gone to her friend's house and she didn't get to play the way that she had wanted to play. And she wanted to spend more time and we couldn't Which that's to total a kid thing, right? Because if friends come to our house and, I mean, well, Della wants to play with them, but whenever you, kids go to new houses, right. there's new toys and there's just yes. things that they want to do that maybe the kid living there is not so into. We're not trying to and so, yeah. paint any bad pictures about no, no, no. screen time or anything like that. Yeah, just, she, so the thing is that she had this fear of missing out. Yeah. And she felt that and she was in so much pain and, and, and so she, as soon as I said, Hey babe, she was sitting there watching. I said, time to go. And I knew she was going to cry. Mm-hmm. So I just picked her up. She started crying and she was, and she was so sad. And I just sat her down on the couch outside another room and said, Hey, why are you, why are you crying? What's going on? And, and she just explained, she said, I wanted to play and they wanted blah, blah, blah. And I said, and it was a moment and I, I wanted to, this is what the takeaway is as her father, I want to say, Hey, you know what? It's okay. Tomorrow we'll go get you a special toy to make you feel better. I wanted to say that. But then I thought, no, she needs to sit in this and she needs to feel it. I don't need to distract her from it. She Mm. needs to go through this. Mm -hmm. I didn't say anything. I said, you know what, babe? I also, I felt that way before. I remember feeling that way when I was a young, a young boy. I remember feeling that way sometimes even now Mm -hmm. that I missed out on something and that sense of regret and I helped her process through it. And she Mm -hmm. cried and cried and we hugged and we snuggled and we talked and it it all happened in about a minute and a half. (laughs) And, but I'm saying like, I could have, it was my tendency just to fix it and just to go give her that next hit of dopamine so she could just get over and not Mm. feel bad. And then I, something in the, I think the Holy Spirit was like, no, let her feel this hurt. It's not going to kill her. She's going to be better for it. She's going to appreciate and she's going to, it's going to drive her closer to human, like she's going to have a better human experience and and drive her closer to Christ. Yeah. And so, uh, anyway, that I could go on and on about our daughters, but Phones rob us of that if we let them. Right, right. And, you know, for us, we really, like we said, we're an online ministry. And so phones and screens are kind of the way that you've probably, most of you have heard about us or are listening to us. Um, but our view of our phones is is that they're tools. 
and mm. they're tools to be used for Christ. Yeah. And do we hit that mark every single time? No. Um, but that's our aim and that's our goal. Um, we are very yeah. conscious of our screen time in front of our kids, especially. Um, we try to be very conscious and aware of our time, um, at what we're promoting mm. uh, out there as we've kind of recapped through that. And so moving into... Well, we have a... I want to give you some tangible things to take away. Okay. And we're going to get into a couple's challenge after this. Okay. But there's there's a website out there yeah. that, that I, yep. I love the premise of it. <laughs> it's called uh, It's called the Center for Humane Technology. The Center. This, sorry, not... Sounded c- like Center. The Center of Humane... Yeah. <laughs> the Center of Humane Technology. It's actually founded by a bunch of Silicon Valley executives who were like at the beginning of the whole technology revolution, right. apps, phones, computers... And they re- they saw the writing on the wall, mm-hmm. saying that like this is leading humanity down a dark path. It's not gospel centered in any way, but right. they are basically motivated to let to help others yeah. control uh, technology consumption and use in their own life. Mm. And so this is from their website, uh, humantech.com. Yeah, it's human tech, humane, humane tech. Humane, oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> humane tech.com. Anyway, they just have this a way to take control of your phone. It's so good. So the first one and I've already done this. I, I love do it. Too. Is turn off all notifications except yeah. from people. I don't get any. I don't even get text notifications. I have to check my voicemail record to see who called me. Yeah, me too. Because of the whole phone thing I just described yeah. earlier. Yeah. Uh, so turn off all notifications. So Facebook, Twitter. Don't get any dings, buzzes, bleeps, oh, bloops, bippity bops. It's a tiring way to live life for me. I can't do it. I got yeah. two little notifications running around our house. Yeah. So. And what that does is that allow you to get it, – it makes – it puts you in command of the technology. It's right. not stealing your attention, but you can go there mm. and get what you need from it instead Good. of having that taken from you. Yeah. Because uh, especially things that are uh, automated. Uh, the other ones go grayscale. I haven't done this, but I did do some color adjustment on mm. mine. Uh, but basically there's science <laughs> behind the fact that colorful icons uh, are meant to distract you. And to their shiny rewards every time you open your phone or unlock mm-hmm. your phone, and so by going grayscale, it's a little more dull. But hey, it's a phone. The real the real world is is, right. is colorful enough, right? Good. So uh, that's that's a, the second one. The third one, try keeping your home screen to tools only. So they're talking about the home screen of your phone. Right. Uh, certainly get rid of. Uh, distracting apps i've mm. gotten rid of all games and things like that off my phone yeah um and so it's just basically becomes a tool yeah. for you and so making calls sending messages answering emails yeah. uh, things like that but uh don't don't put them right there so you would tap those compulsively yeah uh the fourth one is launch other apps, non-tool based apps by typing. So they're talking about on, on an iPhone, you could swipe down right. and type the name of the app just to open it. I do that currently. Um, yeah, Android, you can use a search box on your home screen. Another really tangible one is to charge your device outside, outside the bedroom, which we do. We do. And it says get a separate alarm clock in your bedroom, which we need to do. Um, I just like the volume control in case kids have snuck into the bed and I don't want them up at 530 in the morning. <laughs> Yeah. So there's that kind of thing. And then the last one is that, oh there's no. There's a few more. A few more. Uh, so go, uh, remove social media from your phone. Mm-hmm. I actually removed Facebook recently because I can do all the Fierce Marriage stuff through the, the Pages app. Right. I don't have to use the Facebook app to do that. So I got rid of that. I have the Instagram app still on my phone. Uh, but you're not on it personally. You just don't. No, very yeah. rarely. Yeah. And then um, the next one is 
send audio notes or call instead of texting. And this one's been a big a big one for me. I don't I don't send the audio notes necessarily. I've been doing um, Voxer, the Voxer app. It's kind of like walkie talkie, send messages that way to each other. And I've it's really been helpful for me relationally with friends because I can't talk on the phone very often. I mean, when can you talk on the phone with two little kids in the house that are just little talking machines? Um, so Voxer allows me to stop and start messages, uh, to send messages. These are voice messages, um, and catch up with friends, uh, what, what they're doing, what they're reading, where they at in life, you know, and it's, it's so much more fulfilling to hear their voice and to hear their hearts. Um, and for me, honestly, it's been a great way to process hard things as well. Uh, because mm. I feel like I'm able to think without distraction and talk. Not that the other person is distracting, but I'm able to kind of, whenever I have to talk on Voxer, it's usually in a quiet space. So yeah, um, it's really been great. really, it's been such a blessing. My friend Beth told me about that. Yeah. So hopefully those tips were helpful. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as a uh, takeaway or what you can go do, I think. <laughs> a, a challenge. challenge. This one's a real challenge. Uh, evaluate how your phone is affecting your marriage. Mm. And one way to do that. And talk about it. And t- talk about it. After Here's this. Here's a really tangible <laughs> yeah. one. Uh, there's, a, there's an app called Moment, I believe. Let me, Moment Let me app. double check that. Yeah, it's an app. It's on iOS. I think there's probably a similar There was one, one on Android they mentioned. Um, the Moment and then... Uh, I think it's... On Android. I don't see it. Oh, sorry. Uh, anyway. It it's called Moment. And what it is is it tracks how you use your phone. and How, how much, much t- you use your phone. How much time you're spending on each app. And all that good stuff. You did it. It's horrifying. You did it. It is horrifying. You did it for what? 16 hours? The challenge is 24 hours. I had it on my phone for 16 hours. So here's the caveat. I usually will sit with my phone open on my desk so so I can see things come through because I don't have notifications. Right. And so it like was clocking like 12 hours of screen time every day. And I'm like, whoa, I don't want to know this. Uh, but I can, I can tell you that it's like not that much. You're not like sitting on your phone for 12 hours. So if you're more no- like if you're more normal in that and you just use your phone like when you're out and about and at your job yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it and- might be surprising how much you're mm-hmm. actually on it. And I think even in this book that we were reading, they were saying on average, you, people check their phones hundreds of times a day. And you don't even know that. <laughs> but hearing that number is very sobering. So I'd enc- we'd encourage you to... Uh, download that app, do it for 24 hours, and then talk about the results. Yeah. And then we do this challenge in one of our, in the 31 day pursuit challenge. Mm-hmm. And it's basically going like uh, 19th century. Mm-hmm. And that, what I mean by that is <laughs> no more phones, no screens, nothing, just for a, a day. Yeah. Take like a Saturday and mm-hmm. just do nothing technology okay related. We actually even challenge people to like shut off the breakers and use ca- and use candles <laughs> if they're feeling really radical. Yes. Um, and it really does, it's amazing how that puts you in the present yes and in the and now. am i feeling comfortable yeah. for a bit but my friends anything sort of new like that does but you just keep walking in it give it some time well, and if it feels uncomfortable i think adapt. that's a pretty safe sign that you're an addict yeah and you need yeah we all are at some level right uh, yeah well all right we'll definitely do that challenge and talk about it. i think it'll be a good conversation starter for sure um, the next segment we want to kind of move into briefly is this. We got a question. This is, was this the, te- this was the text. So, um, she is a stay at home mom to three kids under four. Um, my husband works very long hours. Needless to say, we are exhausted at the end of the day. Unfortunately, we don't have the luxury of fitting intimacy in during nap time, which is kind of where we have, um, and often go weeks where with- we have what, what, what do we do during that during you- nap time? <laughs> <laughs> my goodness you don't know <laughs> um often go weeks between 
uh, not having sex. We both know we need to have sex more frequently for the health of our relationship, but when the opportunity comes at the end of each day, we're just too tired. Do we force sex when we are both just too tired? Please help. Um, uh, okay. We're right in the midst of that, and yes, we do have a little bit of uh, flexibility because Ryan does work from home, so uh, it's not a long commute to come home for lunch or something like that. Um, and I think having young kids is a huge blessing and very but young kids are different in some ways i feel like because they drain tend to drain all the resources they're like phones they're like living phones they <laughs> suck up all the extra in your life in every way um so i mean i think we we both kind of agreed that force is kind of a maybe the wrong word for that yeah. to, to have sex at night should we force sex is a, is a rough way to say it, yeah but. i think the first thing i would do would just take an inventory of your week and the rhythms of your life and are there any times, even especially on weekends when kids are napping, are those the opportune times for you to recognize and take advantage of? Mm. Um, and then throughout your week, you know, we know certain days just don't work because we have certain things happening uh, or certain, you know, is there a time that would be better to do that? Do your kids go down easy? Because sometimes kids don't. And that's a hard thing as young kids trying to get them to sleep is like the worst. Um <laughs> And I think we would also encourage you to, there's been nights, I'm not going to lie, where you've been like, uh, I miss you. <laughs> Let's get busy. And I'm like, I'm so tired. But it's like, once we just kind of get over that first hurdle of... First hump, you mean? A, oh my gosh. <laughs> sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> sorry. Wow. That was just too easy. I mean, it's a, it's true, but... Get over the hump, you know? <laughs> the first hurdle of just getting past... This is really deep in the podcast, the so tired, people are still listening. Past the tiredness, <laughs> then absolutely. And especially if it's hurting your marriage and you're recognizing that it's hurting your relationship, it's important for us to... Um, prioritize each other even over some yeah. sleep sometimes i mean really how long does it take <laughs> and you'll never regret it right like i don't regret those times of losing a few minutes of sleep um, more than a few minutes <laughs> <laughs> i didn't mean to say that <laughs> losing hours of sleep hey you know we can different story yeah hours anyways do you have anything to add to that because we are deep into this it's the opposite of sleep it's like rapturous uh workout okay <laughs> Uh, yeah i would just you know the long hours is really hard yeah Uh, and there and i would encourage you to look okay so if your husband is working long hours for a season that's okay but the season has to have an end you can't do that forever right and so you need to have conversations about what your what priorities are missing Mm -hmm. because if you can't have intimacy that i'm guessing that if your intimacy is suffering then there's other areas that are suffering as well you have to prioritize more than work Right, and I'm it's not saying your prior. I'm not, I'm not saying your family is not important to to your husband. I'm just saying that your pri- your actual priorities are revealed by your schedule more than mm-hmm. anything else. Mm-hmm. And for a season, if you can say, "All right, for the next six months, we're going to work hard to pay down a debt, or we're going to save for mm-hmm. a house down payment, or we're going to just we have to do this for this job." We just right, start. Right. If there's a reason there, that's fine. But you need to have that conversation. Yeah. Absolutely. And eventually it has to stop. Absolutely. Okay. We have a voicemail and we're at, we're really cl- low on time. So we'll make this fast. We have a voicemail. And again, if you want to leave a voicemail or do a text message, like our last question, here's the number 971-333-1120. And here goes the voicemail. Hey guys. I just wanted to give y'all a little bout of encouragement. I am in newlywed. Me and my husband just got married in May. And also a pretty new Christian. I became a Christian through a campus ministry while I was in college in 2013. So five years going strong. 
Um, I love the Lord, but I had no idea how hard marriage would be, even this close, like this soon into it. But you guys' podcasts have been so helpful in keeping me grounded in the Word and making me feel like I'm a part of a greater community, even out of that really close-knit campus ministry that I was a part of. Keep doing what you're doing. Me and my husband just ordered the 31-day pursuit. Actually, it literally just got delivered today. I received a text message about it. That's awesome. And we are pumped to pursue each other and pursue God, make him number one. So y'all keep doing what you're doing, and I'm going to keep on listening. All right, bye. That's awesome. That's super encouraging. Um, but the the part we wanted to pick out through there was the, the challenging first part of yeah, marriage or, yeah. or kind of having, she said, I have no idea how hard marriage would be even this close, this like soon this to be, soon yeah. into it. And I think that happens to a, a lot of us, you know, we get married and it's this big build up to this high of the mm-hmm. wedding day. You're married and then things, you know, things are great and fun. You're learning how to do mm-hmm. life together. And then it's just like, Oh no. And then all of a sudden <laughs> they want something that you don't want. Or yeah. they, you know, they, they or, use their time in a way that you don't want them to use your time <laughs> or they want to do, you know, yep. she, she this, wants to have sex all day, every day. <laughs> and I only can do, I can only do so much sex, <laughs> Selena. <laughs> no, you're not trying to make light of this, but, no. um, you know, uh, calibrating our expectations, communicating healthily through and clearly mm-hmm. through those hard times is is stuff we learn along the way. And it, yeah, you know what? It is hard. There are hard moments, but there are even better and greater and more joyous and fulfilling moments when you walk through that together and you communicate through the hard times. You don't just shut off and shut down, but you are actually talking to each other and working through those hard times because I don't think I, I ever feel so loved as when Ryan is intentionally thinking about me and what and how he can love me, like serve me and just take care of me in ways that he just knows me and he knows that that speaks to my heart. But he wouldn't know that if we hadn't gone through maybe a harder conversation or had an argument about or, you know, we didn't realize that our priorities were so different. We thought we were the same. I mean, even 15 years in a marriage, there's things that I'm like, I thought we were agreed on this. What, what has changed, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we are constantly growing and changing and developing and we have to have those conversations and talk about the hard stuff mm-hmm. and that's okay. And if there's things that feel too hard to handle by yourself, definitely get other Christian mentors and yes. believers involved, get involved in your community. You don't need to suffer alone. You're not designed to community yeah. is a huge blessing um, within the church. I think there are, and just this very quickly, right. that's really good. Thanks babe. There are, <laughs> Um, we well, kept talking. I thought you were done. I thought you were done talking. Stop talking so I can say what I want to say. Yeah, just, just yeah, whatever. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I think there's various sources of this first kind of five years yeah. conflict that yeah. happens in there. There's obviously if, if you were established adults and you both have your own kind of ways of doing things that can create kind of this low grade sort of irritation that can turn into bitterness. If you don't Mm. deal with it and figure out common ground in those areas, there's also maybe things you didn't realize about each other, Mm -hmm. hidden habits like pornography addiction is a big one that a lot of young couples Mm -hmm. deal with. They didn't expect to deal with. I think young wives, a lot of times have an idealized view of their husband and that he's kind of flawless or infallible. Mm -hmm. And they've come to find out that he's been dealing with this addiction since he was a teenager. Mm Mm-hmm. And That's so there's true that for be, most guys though, wouldn't you say? Yeah. For most and guys. I, that was news true. to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, 
that that's something that has to be dealt with. Preferably you deal with that earlier on. And mm-hmm. he's dealing with that with his pastors and accountability guys and being discipled through that. Um, anyway, there's th- those types of things. There's also maybe an event that might happen, might have happened to you, an external thing, like maybe a relative died or you had a sickness or, mm-hmm. you know, we had my heart surgery thing happened in our second year mm-hmm. and that was really hard on us. And, mm-hmm. um, and got, but anyway, there's a lot that, that can happen there. I think the key is don't do it alone. Mm-hmm. Press in to a to God's word to Christ Himself, but do that primarily through pressing into Christian community. We are not mm-hmm. made to live as islands, mm-hmm. like Selena said. So anyway, thank you so much for leaving that voicemail. Yeah, very it's encouraging. Really sweet, sweet hearing her voice. I'm really glad that she does feel a part of a community that's bigger than her. Mm-hmm. You know, because we can't we can't stay in college. We can't stay in those happy times of like even you know I was involved in Young Life and had some great times helping introducing people young people to christ and it's like oh as much as i want to stay there and relive that god calls yeah. us on you well, know and a friend of ours in our community group sarah is going through that right and so being okay to just i'm glad that you feel the community um the way that you are feeling it through this medium of you know our phones and internet and social media i think that's that's huge especially for our conversation today so yeah. glad that god's working that way well, so i think um we are definitely out of time. I think this, <laughs> this is, is probably this our longest episode ever. This, this episode is going to over an hour. Yeah. So. Might you know as well into that. You know? It's our one year. We get yeah. to do. We can do what we want. <laughs> Says the pride. All right. Well, we're going to hang out here for another 10, 10 hours. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's pray um, and just thank God for all he's done. And uh, I know I'm, I'm thankful for you. And, Me too. Of you. Not uh, thankful for myself. <laughs> so vain. <laughs> Your phone is just changing you. It's changing you. <laughs> Lord, we're grateful for your uh, sovereignty and your goodness in mm-hmm. our lives, God, that the conversations that we need to have are the ones that you're allowing us to have right now. And mm-hmm. I, I just pray that you keep our hearts soft to you. Keep our hearts soft to your word as mm-hmm. we read it. Let it bear weight and real weight in our lives. Help it affect our actions. Let it transform our beliefs, transform our minds and in turn transform our hearts and to conform us into your image, Lord. Pray for the husbands and wives listening to this. I pray that you give them wisdom and discernment and diligence and courage Mm -hmm. in how they address the technology in their lives. I pray that it would be a tool in their hands, a tool that is used by them, and I pray that they are not used by their Mm -hmm. phone. Um, Father, I pray that you make us into a wise people Mm -hmm. that know how to live within our context uh, and and to be... um, beacons of hope and beacons of light and salt mm-hmm. uh, to to those um, who, who need to hear your, your the good news of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Jesus, we love you. Thank you for these listeners. I pray that you would let marriages, the, the married couples listening, I pray they would flourish in every way that you would bless them and they would, they would glorify you because of it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Are you going to do it? Yes, I will do it. Uh, guys, this has been so much fun. <laughs> Episode 55. In the one year. The one year mark of the Fierce Marriage Podcast. Woo! Selena, I sure love you. I love you too, babe. This episode is... In the can. All right, guys. We'll be back again in seven days. And stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.